Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's very, uh, um, it feels nice to be here in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome you, uh, you who are here, and all those watching us online. I want to bring greetings from my family and my wife, Amabel, and my children. And I want to thank God so much for yet another opportunity to be here. And I want to thank God very much as the missions team, which I represent in the cathedral, and uh, Reverend Tendo is our priest. We are having a mission to Ibanda uh, this month, 24th to 27th. We want to encourage as many of you to be part of this mission. Praise the Lord. We have quite a number of activities that we are going to be doing in Ibanda, beginning with the football match on 24th, and then we'll have uh, Jesus film at night. On Friday, we'll have, you know, door-to-door, uh, -door. we'll move to different uh, places, uh, shops, markets, you know, hospital, we'll go to, uh, uh, want to visit schools. So we'll do door-to-door, -door. we'll be able to preach the word of God to all these communities. And then uh, we'll visit some schools also at night, uh, those who open up, but also the Jesus film will continue. And then on, on Saturday, we'll have a medical camp. Praise the Lord. We'll have a medical camp, and uh, we are trusting God that he's going to bring so many people to this medical camp, and we shall be able to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. And uh, Sunday, we'll conclude, 27th, we'll conclude with the uh, Sunday service, and the different, the missioners will be distributed in the diocese, different churches. So if you manage to come 24th to 27th, you are welcome. And may God bless you as you think about that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God very much today. We are sharing, um, I'm getting a lot of feedback from the, 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 the microphone. I don't know. The people on the team, if you can work on that. Yeah, thank you. So we are sharing from Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 7 to 8. Our theme today is, whenever you hear a word, warn them. Praise the Lord. Whenever you hear the word, warn them. Ezekiel 33, verse 7 to 8. Praise the Lord. Verse 7 says, so you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Verse 8. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his perversity and iniquity. But his blood will, will I require at your hand. That's the text that we are using today. Praise the Lord. This is a very interesting, interesting theme that we have. We are being called to hear the word of the Lord. And after hearing the word of God, we should be able to pass on the warning or the message that the Lord is giving unto us. Praise the Lord. 
This message is coming at a time when hearing is a problem. When hearing the word of the Lord, hearing the voice of God is a problem for many people. Because there are so many things that are making a lot of noise in our society today. That hearing and being able to distinguish that this is the Lord speaking is so difficult in this generation. A story is told of a preacher who went to a certain town. When he reached in this new town, they took him to a guest house to, to rest. At night, about 3 a.m., there was a train that used to pass and would make a lot of noise. And so he woke up and he would not find his sleep again. And so the following morning, when the hosts were asking him if he had a great night, if he had a great time, the guy was like, he was shocked. He was like, you brought me to a, a, a restaurant, I mean a, a guest house near the, 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 the rail uh, uh, station. And for, from three, I couldn't sleep because the, 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 the trains were making noise. And uh, the people, the hosts, were quick to apologize and said, for us, we have stayed in this place for too long. We no longer hear actually the noise of these trains. Are we together? And so they actually forgot. They did not even think about it to, in order for them to maybe get a new guest house for the visitor. But because the visitor had just come, it was so obvious that the noise was too much that he failed to sleep. And so we are talking about hearing the word of the Lord in this season when there is a lot of noise, praise the Lord, that it is difficult for us sometimes to distinguish if the Lord is actually speaking to us. And to some people, they have actually taken, it is now normal business. They have been hearing and hearing and nothing is done. And now actually the voice or the word of the Lord is now quietened that they no longer hear anything. And so I do not know where you are. But for these people, in the time of Ezekiel, the Lord is speaking and said, whenever you hear the word, Whenever you hear my voice, I want you to be quick to instruct my people. I want you to be able to warn them. Praise the Lord. And this is the message I want to bring to you. This is a message for us this afternoon. Praise the Lord. For us to understand why God is actually giving this message to Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a unique prophet in his time. We all know that God had struggled with the children of Israel for quite some time. And he was always sending prophets, one prophet after another. Ezekiel is, you know, one of the kind of Daniel and, and Jeremiah and, you know, all those guys. Around that time, they didn't have a different message. The message was the same. Return to God or judgment will come to you. Repent of your sins. And so God is speaking to Ezekiel, a man who lived at a time when people were rebellious, when people didn't want to, uh, to listen and to follow the instructions that Moses had given them, praise the Lord. And so at that time, we know that they actually went to exile because every time people disobeyed God, there was always a punishment that came. And for most of them, there was actually a neighboring country that God would use to come and cause destruction of their own boundary, their own wall, perimeter wall, and their own church. I mean, at that time, they would destroy the houses, but also the temple. And all these guys, we know, they were taken into captivity. 
And Ezekiel is one prophet that went with these guys into captivity. And so for 22 years, Ezekiel was actually a street preacher in the city of Babylon doing the same job, calling upon the people to return to God. God was merciful that at the time when he had actually taken them into captivity, he still gave them a priest, he still gave them a prophet to continue to encourage them. So that maybe even in their time of despair, in the time when they are in captivity or in bondage, they will continue to hear the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so Ezekiel is this one guy that was consistent in the things that he was doing. He was consistent in preaching. You imagine yourself in a foreign land. And all of a sudden, maybe even the language is different. And all of a sudden you're on the streets. Streets of Kampara. Maybe you're hearing to this Nigerian guy on our streets here, calling people to come to the Lord. And so this guy, Ezekiel, started his ministry and maybe his way of doing things in, it, in this kind of environment. And he did the job very well, praise the Lord. And that's why God is actually entrusting him now. Because for most of the scriptures, if you read the book of Jeremiah, for the beginning part of it, it's warning after warning, warning the people, warning and warning, up to about chapter 33, chapter 32. So from 33, where we are reading from, he's now actually giving a final command and saying, when you hear the word, please warn the people. Because if you do not, there's going to be sudden destruction that can come to them. And so God is always mindful of our weakness, of the challenges we go through, and he's always considered to be able to give his message, his word to somebody so that they can bring it to you. Today, it could be in a different way. Maybe it's through dreams, as the Bible says in Job 33, that God warns people in one way or another. When a man falls asleep, he warns them through dreams and visions. Are we together? But in all the things, God is still consistent with sending his word to you so that his word can be able to bring you back to himself. And so Jeremiah, I mean Ezekiel, that we are reading uh, uh, on today, is this one guy that God gave distinctive instructions. Instructions like one time he told him for 390 days, I want you to lie down town on, on your side. He told him to lie down on, on his side for one year, 390 days, to demonstrate to the people something. He, he was using, he was so practical. It was not like us here when we come and maybe you share the word and then you go back to your, to your comfort. No. He was a constant reminder. You imagine waking up and there is somebody at the city square every day for the whole year. God's prophet is stationed at the city square. And God instructed him and told him for all this time you eat one meal and a simple meal and this meal will be cooked over manure. Something like a compost pit. Actually, so he didn't, he didn't station himself maybe at a state square. He stationed somewhere, if you can think of a place in Kampara where there's some kind of dumping of, of stuff. And he told him, make a small bench, lie on your side for 390 days. And so every time somebody passed by, would have, actually have a look at this guy. 
as a reminder to the people for the entire year, the prophet was there trying to remind them. Ezekiel was also another guy that God told him when he lost his wife, he told him, you are not supposed to mourn your wife. Can you imagine that? You have lost your wife and God's instruction comes and said, you are not allowed to mourn your wife. And this was read to signify the way people had forgotten the ways of the Lord. That as much as he has lost his wife, he was not supposed to be mourning his wife. In order to kind of alert people and help them to understand how far they have fallen, how far they have gone away from the Lord. He also told him another example. He told him not, I mean, to shave his beard and to shave his head. And we know that these guys had been in their culture, they had been instructed in Leviticus, I think about 6, 16, something, he had been instructed, Leviticus 19, not to shave. But God tells him, do the opposite of what the laws of the time are saying. And all these things were to be able to wake up people, to be able to see something that is different. So he was a prophet that was unique in his time. And all that was to be able to pass on the word that the Lord was giving unto him. So what is it that the Lord is speaking to you? What is that thing that the Lord has shared with you and is telling you to be able to warn maybe your neighbor, maybe your friend? You know, we, 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 we live, we are working in offices and you find you've been in this office and somebody does not know that you're even born again. Are we together? And maybe God has asked you to pray for another person and you have not before I came somebody gave me a testimony that during the lockdown God she felt she was a priest at a certain church she felt she needed to send messages to the congregants to encourage them so one time as she was sending a message the message went to I mean she missed a number and it went to a certain haji a Muslim guy. I wanted to cut her into pieces this evening. But because of the message, this man calls back and said, where can I find you? <laughs> because I want to give my life to Christ. Praise the Lord. Can you, can you imagine? Now, if this lady had not inclined to this word that she felt in herself to just send messages of encouragement, this guy would not have been reached. Do you get what I'm saying? And so when God is actually warning and saying, when you hear the word, be quick to pass it on. Because if you do not warn them, I will not only blame the other people, but their blood, I will count on you. And so how many times has God warned us? How many times has God instructed us to be able to pray for somebody in the office? Sometimes instruction comes as simple as that. You can imagine for this one, it was an SMS. Are we together? SMS today is uh, 60 shillings. Sometimes you can even put a bundle and have some free SMSs. But I find that it's difficult for many of us to be able to do that. And you know, people are actually not looking for big texts in the Bible and they're not looking for powerful scriptures. You know, Paul is saying, I do not come to you with eloquence, but I come with demonstration of God's power. You just need to demonstrate God's power. Praise the Lord. 
It is God in the business of transforming people, of healing people, of restoring people. So it's not kind of your business or your burden. You just want to hear what God is saying and you pass it on. Praise the Lord. After all, it is God's business. It is God in the business of reconciling people to himself. And so all he's asking you is that, please, if he drops something in your spirit, don't sit on it. Pass it on so that you can pass on the warning to that soul. Because if you do not, then they will perish, but you will not be spared either. Because I will count their blood on you. And so this is really a calling for us to be active participants in this preaching of the gospel. One of the things we're having as, you know, the, the missions team is, is really we're, we're burdened because we want as many people at All Saints Church to be able to be active participants in preaching the gospel. We don't want people who just come and sit on the pews on Sunday and they speak a blessing over you, give you Holy Communion, you feel nice and then you go back. There is a lot that can be done. Another testimony I can give you, last year when one of, the, uh, uh, one of the guys on our team, he felt a conviction he was passing at CPS. Felt a conviction to go and preach to the you know, police suspects. You know police suspects, uh, the ones they get, they have, they have not taken them to court, to high court. So he felt a conviction. He had been going to Wandegear, but he had never gone to CPS. So when he was passing at CPS, he felt a conviction and felt like going, something telling him, can you do the same you have been doing at Wandegear? Can you do it at CPS? So the guy just obeyed, praise the Lord, because that's what all you need. The guy obeyed. He just walked, took, uh, I think, talked to the DPC. I said, no, these guys are there. Actually asked him, are you sure you manage them? I said, yeah, I'm okay with that. So they opened the door and, and let him in. So he started sharing with these guys. Now, there was one guy there, was actually a Muslim guy. Because he was not interested, he decided to sleep. But in his sleep, he got a dream. In the dream, the Lord said to him, I have brought you help, but you have rejected it. So when the guy woke up, he found that the preacher had finished and gone. But he woke up out of sleep shouting, pastor, 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 where is the pastor? And the friends told him, no, the pastor finished and he has gone. <laughs> and so this guy, because of the dream he had, he had gotten, he went and approached the, 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 the police officers and asked for the number of this guy. When they released him, he called this friend of ours and actually told him about the dream. So this guy told him, yes, the, the Lord is looking for you. He wants you to be changed. He wants you to be saved. And then the guy poses a question. He said, I have participated in about 32 murders in the city. In this city. And the people who are using me, I still have a list of about five to, to kill. Are you sure your God is going to <laughs> forgive me and, and, and accept me? And, and this guy was telling us, of course, that was a bit <laughs> shaking for him because you, you are not sure. The guy you're talking to, somebody tells you, I, I have really been uh, eliminating people. 
And so the guy shook a bit, but he again was strengthened to lead him into prayer. And the guy gave his life to Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord is not asking much. All this guy got was a conviction. Can you go and? And then when he went, God started doing his business. Can you imagine? This guy just fell asleep. The guys who were listening to him maybe didn't even actually take the gospel. The guy who chose to sleep is the guy God was fishing out. Praise the Lord. And so, all we need to do is to be able to be obedient. And Ezekiel is one guy that was obedient. And because he was obedient, we now read and it says he appointed him to be a watchman over Israel. Praise the Lord. Because he was able to listen over the scriptures, all his warnings, all the things that I've told you about him, he was quick to listen and quick to pass on the message that was from the Lord. Do you know that many of us are actually roadblocks to your family, your roadblocks to the people in your office, your roadblocks? Because the Lord is encouraging you, can you do this? Can you start a prayer meeting at your workplace? Maybe you're actually somebody who has capacity to organize some people. Are we together? Because maybe you're, you're human resource, or you, you, you have this position that actually if you called people and you say, can we pray for our organization? And that would be an opportunity for you to share. And this thing has been on your heart, but you're still a roadblock. Are we together? You are not at this channel that is ready to receive and accept God to use you. The message is coming for you. That you will be able to accept the Lord. To work with you just like he worked with all these guys in the scriptures. And all these testimonies. In order to transform his people. Praise the Lord. Because our people are stubborn. And they need constant reminder. Praise the Lord. They need constant reminder to be told that God loves them. To be told that he needs them. To be told that he can save. He can break the chains, the powers of darkness. He can be able to deliver them. Praise the Lord. My own testimony. When I came to the Lord. I came to the Lord on fire. On, 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 on warfare. Because I had gotten a demonic attack. And this demonic attack, after my father had passed on, I, I used to see terrible images coming to me at night and, and I would struggle me and I would struggle and I didn't know what to do. I was a good Anglican. We used to go to the cathedral in, in Kigezi there. And, and, and we had no clue what, what could these things be. And my mother was confused, thought maybe I'm dreaming. And so got some uncle to be staying with me in the room and my uncle couldn't see anything. I'm the only one who was seeing these things coming and strangling me at night. And so one time I was sharing with this friend of mine he's now a bishop and he said I had somebody at church testifying that if you say Jesus, these things will go. I said, hey, okay. <laughs> that seemed to be a, 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 an, easy, an, easy, a, an easy answer for me. And so that night I remember when these things came to strangle me, I remember struggling to say the word Jesus. And as soon as I said Jesus, as the word came out, these things left. And they never came back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And for me, that is how my genetic salvation started. I didn't get saved there and then, but the question remained in my mind. Why did you say Jesus? And the things that were torturing you at night left. And so that, that seed was planted. Are we together? And so you see how God uses different people. He used a small boy that were in the same class to be able to tell me that I had somebody saying, when you say Jesus, the things will, will go. Praise the Lord.
Hallelujah. And so God wants to use you in different ways. He wants to use you to be able to share a testimony, to be able to share a prayer with somebody, to be able to share a text message. You think it's just a text message, but it can lift somebody out of darkness, out of, you know, praise the Lord. I have a, another testimony, I, I, I keep sharing it, and, and uh, this testimony is very interesting, and, 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 and I, I, I like it because this guy was in a restaurant taking tea, and he had a badge, a badge written on, Jesus loves you. And uh, there was a lady on another table, and this boy felt a conviction felt something telling him, remove your badge, take it and show it to the other lady on the other table. And the guy was like, <laughs> this is crazy. I don't know that lady. <laughs> how, do I, how do I take this badge and show it to somebody I don't know? And so he felt, this was just, you know, these voices that are speaking to you and funny voices. And, but because the voice persisted, the guy was also stubborn enough, like some of us, he said, I better get out of here. So he decided to just leave the restaurant. But he gives a testimony and says, when he reached the door, his knees started shaking. <laughs> and he could not make a further step outside the restaurant. He knew that things were serious. So in hesitation, he got this badge, just went and showed it to the woman without even looking at her. I mean, because he knew he was now in, 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 a, in, in, a, in a terrible situation. So he got the badge, just showed it to the woman. Only to realize that the woman got hold of his hand, took him on the side, opened his bag, showed him a pistol. There was a pistol in the bag and told this young man that this tea, this cup of tea was my last cup of tea. From here, I was going to commit suicide. But if you are sure that that Jesus loves me, pray for me so I can feel that love. The boy prayed for this woman in tears and the woman received Christ. Praise the Lord. And so when we talk about when you hear that voice, please warn them. It's a serious matter. Because God is saying if you do not warn them, definitely they're going to die. If this boy had actually persisted and gone ahead, this kind of conviction, this woman was going to commit suicide. This was the only opportunity, the only gap that God had that I was going to use in order to redeem this soul. Praise the Lord. And so this message is not only coming to a man like Ezekiel, it is a message for all of us. Because there are times when we feel we disconnect ourselves from the word of God. And we feel like maybe this was then. Are we together? This was then. These guys were in, in, in captivity. They needed this word. They needed this call. But I want to assure you that even you, there is a word that is constantly coming to you for you to be able to warn somebody else. Praise the Lord. And you'll never know. People will be walking, but walking when they are in pain. People will be walking. Haven't you seen people walking while talking? Are we together? People are going through difficult things, difficult situations. And sometimes the only thing they need is that a word like Jesus loves you. Jesus cares. God bless you. I am praying for you. Even when you're not praying. I know some people, you know that word comes quickly. We shall be praying for you. And, and, and it ends there. But sometimes God can still use that 
in order to have somebody changed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you feel you are this person God has been speaking and telling you things and you have been keeping them to yourself? Do you want to rise up today and say, I want to be like Ezekiel. I want to take on my responsibility to be able to warn the people. And right from the Old Testament, we see guys like Noah. God came to Noah. When you read Genesis 6, 13, he said, Noah, I intend to destroy these people. He came to Noah. I intend to destroy these people. What you are going to do, build an ark, call the people. And he called people. He warned the people. We know that in their time, not many responded. Praise the Lord. And we know what happened. The 40 days and 40 nights of rain destroyed everything on earth. Not only those, apart from those who entered the ark. That was not the only thing. We see Moses, God speaking to him, I've heard the troubles my people are going through. I want you to go down to Pharaoh. I want you to warn him. I want you to speak this word. And in Exodus 10, 12, we see, we see Moses struggling and, and saying, I do not know how to speak. We see him giving excuses, the excuses that we all give. Isn't it? Or it's only me who gives excuses. Eh? You're in a taxi and maybe God is telling you, can you actually read them in a prayer? And, and you're like, uh, some of us, you say, but I don't know Uganda very well. Uh, <laughs> who says that actually what they need is a good Uganda? No. You speak the, the, the Ruchiga Uganda version and, of prayer and you see if the prayer will not work. Praise the Lord. Are we together? So we are quick to give excuses and, and, and be able to avoid what God is actually speaking and what God wants to go, what wants to pass on to warn those people who are in your uh, area. But we, we, we thank God that people like Moses, they responded and even with their failings, even with their fears, even with their, you know, whatever they felt they didn't have, God reassured them and told them, I am who I am. I will be with you. Praise the Lord. And that's the same assurance he gives us. You want to go and meet your boss and you want to actually tell your boss you're born again. The same God will be behind you. Praise the Lord. To encourage you, to give you the words to speak, to be able to encourage you in order for the word to be able to go on. Praise the Lord. And so we see very many people right in the scripture. We see Abraham. We see very many people that God was speaking to. I want to conclude by sharing what Jesus says. In Luke chapter 11, the disciples come to Jesus and say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And we know that in that chapter, Luke tells us that Jesus started to teach them how to pray by teaching them the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. The Lord's Prayer as we know it. But Jesus didn't end there. After teaching them the Lord's Prayer, he gives them a parable. And tells them that a there was a time when a man got a, a visitor at night. And he didn't have what to eat. He didn't have any food left. And so this man decided to go to the neighbor to ask for bread. He knocked and knocked at the neighbor's house and this guy had already slept. But the guy persisted and said, I have a visitor who has come and I do not have what to give him. Please give me bread for him. And because the man persisted, the Bible says, the neighbor woke up, gave him bread for his visitor. Praise the Lord. 
And so Jesus here is beginning to teach us and to tell us that one way we can actually approach God the Father is through the Lord's Prayer when we are praying for our personal needs, our personal affairs. When you are praying for ourselves, there is a time when you pray and you're praying for your needs. You're praying, God, help me. God, provide my daily food. Help me avoid temptation. Help me. You're praying for yourself. But after that, he takes them to another dimension where he begins to help them to focus on somebody else. This guy goes to ask for bread, bread that was not his, but his friend. Are we together? And so God begins to introduce a concept of intercession, a concept of thinking about others. That not all the time you're coming to pray, you're only praying for yourself. No. A time should come when you can come here and you're only praying for your father to get saved. You're praying for your brothers to get saved. You're praying for your judges to get saved. Your father-in-law, your mother-in-laws and outlaws to be born again. Praise the Lord. And that's what brings you to church. You come and you do not even mention a single need of yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so Jesus tells him this guy woke up and he went in order to actually ask for bread for the neighbor. Ask from the neighbor the bread for the friend. Praise the Lord. And so it's not all about you all the time. And I want to tell you that we need to get to this level where it's not about us all the time. A time comes and you've got to think about others. A time comes and you've got to say, Lord, what are you saying about my generation? What are you saying about my church? What are you saying about my community? You pray for the needs of others, not only those you are aware of, not only those you know, not only those in your household. And so God was opening them up and saying, this can be one level of doing things. When you pray for the people, you know, pray for your needs, pray for the, your children. But also, you need to think about, uh, thinking about others as well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And one guy we see doing this seriously was Abraham. We remember when God comes to him and wants to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. We see Abraham petitioning and asking God, what if I go and I find 40? Will you spare them? Are we together? God says, oh, that's fine. You can go. A guy, I think, goes around and you can imagine, this seems to be a conversation of, of, of like five minutes, but you imagine a guy going to look for somebody in, the, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah who is righteous. And he fails and comes back to God and says, what if they are 30? Will you spare them? Are we together? And God says, oh, that's fine. You can go. And we know that Abraham negotiated with God and reduced to 10, reduced to 5, until there was no one that could be spared. But this is showing us that it's not true that all the time it's got to be about yourself. It's got to be about your God, my visa, my, my whatever, my, you know, praying for your own needs and praying for your own things. A time comes and you've got to actually think about others. You've got to pray about the people who you work with in, in, in the mall. In, 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 the, in, 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 in our malls down here, these are busy malls all together. Can you think about them? Can you pray for them? Can you negotiate with God and say, God, at least in this mall, this month, can you give me somebody I can work with, I can pray with? Can you save one more person in my village? Can we do this? Can we start this? 
And so God is always also looking for your cooperation so that you can work together for our communities to be changed, for our society to be changed, for our people to be born again. He's calling upon you to be an active participant and not just somebody who comes and sits and then you are prayed for and then you go away. The next time you come, he's looking for you to go beyond that to be able to participate and engage. Praise the Lord. And so that's my call. Even as we go for the mission, I want to invite you. Some of you have never done it. Come and board. And you have so many questions and so many things. You do not know how things happen. Come, praise the Lord. You learn on the job. If God is, is, is giving you that conviction, do not sit on it. Because he says, if you keep quiet and the other people die, it means I will count their blood on you. You do not want their blood to be counted on you. Do you? Do you want their blood to be counted on you? Do you want the blood of your village mates to be counted on you? Do you want the blood of those people not born again in your family to be counted on you? And so it's time to rise up. This word is calling us. One, to be attentive to this word, to be able to hear the word, to be able to hear the instruction God is giving us. The instruction could be wake up every five o'clock and maybe pray. Wake up, walk around in your area. It could be just an instruction God is giving you, but an instruction that can lead many to be born again later on. Praise the Lord. And so whatever the Lord is telling you, if you want to, we, in the missions team, we are starting a, 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 a program called Alpha. I know many of you maybe have heard of Alpha. Alpha is a, a platform that allows you to call people who are not born again and you show them a, a, some video series. And they have different topics. The topics today they could discuss who is Jesus. And so for you, you are just a facilitator. You have called these people. You just put on that video, who is Jesus? And then you let the people work with that. You let people discuss it. You hear what they think. But sometimes as you go with them through all these, you may realize that actually some of them have come to the Lord. Praise the Lord. They start Alpha, they're not born again, but through the topics, through discussing these topics, they begin actually to find God and find Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so sometimes what God may be calling you to do is not maybe to actively get this microphone and preach. It could be he wants you to just organize some of your colleagues, give them this material, leave God to work with them. Yours was to organize. Praise the Lord. And so may God help you as he helps me, so that we can be able to respond to this message by being active participants. When we hear God's conviction, when we hear God's word, when we hear God saying something, we respond by warning the people he's sending us to. May God bless you.